I'm going to go back. Sorry, I just want to go back to Armel because he's a bit of a, a, a Gangon expert because I, I think he sees something Wimbledon-esque in them. Uh, you know, the True. <laughs> the underdog, big, strong striker. I wouldn't say Efa Nakoku, but Marcus Churam, he's, he's probably a bit more technical. Carl Lieburn then, yeah. Carl Lieburn. <laughs> he's, um, but he's good, isn't he? I, I've been reading that Arsenal and Chelsea, uh, I think other clubs are, are looking at him. He's Lilian Churam's son. He's going from strength to strength. He played on the on the left wing um, in in the final. Worked very hard. I mean, he's got a big role now to try to keep this club up. Perhaps before moving on in the summer. Well, I think first and foremost, when you start your professional career with a name like Turam on the back of your shoulders, you've already got something to live up to. Marcus Turam's been in Ligue 1 a couple of seasons now, and he's getting better and better. And as you mentioned, he is often played out on that left flank, and when you see him line up six foot two you could think just play him in that number nine role he's clearly capable of it but he is someone who can dribble a lot better than most people might think or remember he's got some of the best dribbling stats in Europe in fact and, and his dribbling on Saturday night was really good it's been a, a little while he's he's been a little bit out of form he's been trying to force it to to get it back it came back to him he, he was really excellent in the final and when I when I saw him train last week when I went to see uh Piri he he's got the the calm and the, he takes his time on the ball that certain players who might have his talent don't. I don't know whether that's you know being lectured by his father who's played at the top level the whole time, but he's certainly got something that the rest of his teammates at Gangon don't, and I think he's more than capable to make that step up. I think Armel's touched on an important point in the career plan so far of Marcus Turam, which is the influence of his dad. Marcus Turam could have gone anywhere, signed anywhere as a teenager. He went to Sosho who were struggling, I think, in the, in the top flight. They went down. He stayed there. He's played second division football. Now, this for a, for a young starlet playing second division football. Then he signs, not for Paris Saint-Germain, not for Monaco, where he could have, where his younger brother plays, where, where Turam has a big influence. Could have gone anywhere. No, went to Gangon, playing in a, in a modest club. Plays a first season. Catches the eye a little bit. Only scores, what, three or four goals last year. This season, well, less, two goals maybe, this year, now is his year, and now he can make that step. He's taken his time, and there's there's thought process behind there. I can see him going elsewhere before the Premier League, to be honest. Athletically, he's definitely suited to the Premier League, but I could see him going to Germany, perhaps, where the, the football's definitely suited to a player of his style. And I think a, a couple of years there before England might do him well. And he Berbatov? probably... Berbatov-esque? Berbatov-esque? No? No? No. I'll just add, he is... <laughs> He is born in Italy, so he might have a little stint in Serie A. True. Mm, as well. Born in Parma when, uh, when Lillian was, was, was playing for Parma in a brilliant Parma team. He's, he's more of a runner, isn't he, Robbie? Than, you know, he, he's got more power and speed than, uh, yes, than but he's also But he's also got some, some classy touches. And he's prepared to, to... He can beat a player from a standing start, which is what he did for when he took on uh, Lamine Kone in the box in the first half of the final. He turned him inside out about four times before shooting from an impossible angle on target. It was maybe at a stretch, Berbatov-esque. Let's yeah, let's let's hear from somebody who knows much more than uh, than Robbie Thompson about <laughs> about Marcus Turam and about and about young players in Ligue 1. Cesc Fabregas surprised a lot of people by joining Monaco in uh, in January. Um, he's only played um, for for big European clubs fighting for trophies: Arsenal, Barcelona, and Chelsea. In all, all three of those stints, he was 
you know, battling for trophies. He's joined Monaco, who are in a, a relegation dogfight, but he's finding it a very interesting experience. And in particular, he's been pr- impressed by the, uh, by the youngsters that he's come up against in Liga. There is a lot of individual quality, I would say. I think uh, there are a lot of uh, young players uh, who they love to, to have an impact in the game. Um, I think the, the La Liga, Italy and, and, and the Premier League tactically, you know, that they, they worked for years before a little bit more and I think they are maybe at a higher level. But uh, here they are very strong, they are very fast. No one is afraid. They, 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 they are all young players who they, they want to dribble you, they want to face you, they want to go against you, they want to attack. And uh, yeah, that's been positive uh, to see, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, the games, I'm enjoying the league, and uh, I think it has so, so much potential because uh, so many talents come, come out from, from this league, and I, I believe you know, that uh, the young players are, are very good. Well, Cesc Fabregas has, uh, has been impressed with all, with all these young players. I'm sitting at a table here with uh, some experienced Ligue 1 commentators, guys who've spent all of their weekends or most of their weekends for the last few years sitting there watching young talent. So I'm going to put it to the table. I want you to, to come up with an exciting young talent that perhaps our listeners haven't heard of or aren't that familiar with that in the next two or three years, we're going to start to, to hear more and more about. And I'll start with David Crossan. I'm not going to go with a Frenchman, and people might already have heard of him as well. I'm going to go with Raphael Leal of Lille, who's 19. And in an example of lazy journalism, Matt, and none of us are guilty of that, he was labelled as the Portuguese Mbappe when he joined Lille, possibly because he was signed by Luis Campos, who used to be the, the head of recruitment at Monaco. And he's nothing like Mbappe, really. But the goal that he scored against Nantes was similar to Mbappe's. The, the rapid control and getting the shot away, lovely finish. Eight goals in just 1,150 minutes of league and play this season. He's powerful and he's going to be really special. Rafael Leal, the Portuguese non-Mbappe. Robbie, who do you go for? I'm going to go with perhaps a player that uh, even this table might not be too familiar with because we've only seen him a couple of times in league and this season. Boulet Dia from Reims. I'm pretty familiar with him. And he's not, he's not a, a player that perhaps will, will play one day for Real Madrid or have the quality to. He's a 22-year-old who's in his first ever season in the top flight. He was signed from Jura Sud or, or a club like this in the fifth division to play in the reserves this year to help them try and stay up in the fifth division. And he's gotten his chance and he scored a couple of goals and he's a... He's a powerful striker but it just shows the type of talent that you can find in France this kid was signed to play with the reserves he's been given his chance he's finding the back of the net and he's fast he's quick he's powerful and he's a player at 22 years of age that probably thought he'd never get this opportunity here he is he's making the most of it and I think he looks quite good he's 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 hungry and he's forced forced Shea Ojo out of out of the reckoning the player who was uh, on loan from from Liverpool hasn't had much of a look in unfortunately at, at, at Rance now Armel Tangi, we're all waiting for your for your shout with a lot of excitement. So despite my disappointment at Gagon being beaten at the weekend, I'm going to go with a Strasbourg player, 21-year-old midfielder Ibrahima Sissoko. Every time I've seen him play, I've been really impressed. Ability to get from box to box very quickly, calm on the ball and some finish. Our mate Cesc Fabregas might uh, 
second that from oh, the yes. goal he scored uh, against Strasbourg won 5-1 in Monaco at the end of Thierry Henry's days. Uh, he's another one playing his first season of top flight football mm. this campaign. From Brest, yeah? Sorry? Several seasons at Brest, I think, yep, where he came from. absolutely. Through, right? yep. Spent a bit of time at Brest before. And he's already got three league goals this year. Uh, now a Coupe de la Ligue winner too. At just 21 years old, he's got a couple of French under-21 caps to his name. And in terms of gameplay, powerful, uh, good on the ball, as I mentioned. And he's showed ability to finish too for That's a midfielder a that plays deep. Rate him. It's a good shout, but none of your shouts are as good as mine. I'm going to go with uh, a very, very young boy. Give us a chat. couple of hints. He's playing, he's playing quite regularly in the Saint-Étienne defence. Saliba. Saliba. <laughs> and you guys all know him because you watch Ligue 1 closely. William Saliba, who is... 17. Uh, 17, I believe. He was last time I checked, so unless he's turned 18 uh, in, in the meantime. But he, he plays with real maturity, particularly good, I feel, when they play with a three-man defence when they've got Loic Peran and, and Nevin Subotic and he's got a little bit more pace and uh, explosivity <laughs> as the uh, as the French like to say. What, what's interesting about this fella is that he comes from Bondi which is this suburb that is everyone knows Bondi it's, now. <laughs> it's a suburb of Paris where Kylian Mbappe came from it's a it's a it's a suburb that has had a troubled past like a lot of suburbs around Paris there's been some high unemployment, some high crime rates. I've, I've spent a little bit of time there. I've seen the facilities that they have, particularly in, in, in the local club. Football in Bondi plays a huge, huge role. A lot of the young kids play football and it's producing so many footballers. William Saliba is, is the latest. And by the way, Bondi is not the place that a lot of people describe it. And even in, in the media, it has a lot going for it. It's got around about 50,000 inhabitants. It's actually a huge, mm. sprawling uh, suburb. Of, uh, of Paris. And I just want to bring in Yuri Djokia because we haven't heard from Yuri yet. Now, this is a man who has been part of arguably France's greatest ever generation, the 98-2000 side that won the World Cup and, and the Euros. He was uh, a top player, of course, for so long with Paris Saint-Germain, with, with Monaco, played for Strasbourg as well, which is why he was at the Coupe de la Ligue final on, on Saturday. He talked to us about the young talent in France and uh, why he believes... This country continues to produce so many superb players. You sign in your own 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 town, you know, with some very very good club. You know, the league, let's say league, because there's different league in France, are very well structured, where 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 the the, the, competi- the competition is very at a high level, you know, and every small club today, let's say, have already a program like a not like a professional, but kind of professional you know even if they are all benevolent coaches but they are dedicated to come to learn to train the kids and uh, and I think is when the kids arrive at 14 5 uh, uh, 14 16 around they're already uh, ready to uh, to go to the professional club I think it's the difference between England because I was in England I live in England, I live in Italy, and I think uh, what, what the, the big difference is this all small club, very well structured, who's uh, starting to, uh, to feed the, the professional club. Well, Matt, if you cast your mind back to when we first started a, a Ligue 1 website when I was living in the French countryside on the, on the West Coast, probably back in 2004 or five. Yeah, it was good, and, good times before good times we had kids. Back, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was uh, playing for a local team, a local little village of 2,000 people. And coaching 
well, assistant coaching, they're, they're, they're young kids that were coming through the ranks. And just to give you an idea, the, the player who was playing in the, in the team with me would take an afternoon off work, would prepare entire sessions. And when I got there, it was like training with a professional team. And these were, I thought I was going along to sort of do, you know, after school care with kids on a Wednesday afternoon. They were being put through serious, well thought out training sessions at five, six, seven, eight years of age. Stuff that I never had when I was growing up, well, albeit in Australia where football, soccer wasn't necessarily treated with the same serious approach as other sports, but never did anything like this. And, and it was incredible. Well, one thing that, that, that strikes me is the, uh, the facilities in, in, in France. I've never played as a, as a youngster in France. I recently moved out uh, into the Paris suburbs and I've got two absolutely stunning football pitches, artificial uh, pitches that can be played all year round with with floodlights and the kids are on it every day every day the weekend it's one match off after another when you go into into Provence because I'm lucky enough to spend some time in Provence as well the smallest villages mm. that have virtually nothing they have a, they have a boulangerie a post and they and, have and a, a, a state-of-the-art football pitch with good training training rooms, good changing wanna, rooms, good everything. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing, and I think they have the coaches as well. I want to ask Armel because I know that you've you've played youth football in in England growing up to a to a to a good level. So I don't know, I, you know, I hear about the complaints people saying in England that you know in winter we just we just don't have the pitches. It's all like they're they're just mud heaps. Do, do you feel that France have have an advantage here? I'd say there's definitely two things that differ from playing football as a youngster. In the UK, uh, the first being, as you mentioned, the pitch difference that over winter French youngsters can practice their technical ability rather than just trying to judge the next bobble to, to get to the next ball, which is fun in itself, but a totally different game. And I think once you're playing on the nice pitches that professional players do play on, you're probably best suited to have grown up playing on AstroTurf pitches. But I think the the second thing to be mentioned with that is often... Even if the facilities are there in, in certain UK towns and the stadium is there with nice pitches, the main difference is that I noticed when I used to come on holiday to France and these uh, village stadiums were always there with good pitches on them, you don't seem to need to ask 10 different people to go and play on it and find a key for it. It seems to be open to the community, open to the youngsters who want to use it. And that's how you get those stories of the guys that stay there until sundown with their brother and you know, mm. just play their whole their whole time and end up playing professionally. Mm.